Welcome to the Truth Uprooted podcast, where we discuss and solve real-life issues faced by Christians by applying the raw and undiluted truth of God. As we say, it's a real talk for a straight walk. I'm your host, Vivian Brown, and with me is our podcast pastor, Reverend Antonio Mitchell. Truth uprooted, nothing off the table, every topic included. Give it to you raw, unfiltered, and diluted. Here to give the voice to the silent, muted. Taking the uncomfortable and breaking it down. Using God's word, that's what's sticking around. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The day has finally arrived. The Truth Uprooted podcast, this has been in the making for some time. And to really see this happening, the first episode, episode one, it is really, really a privilege and an honor. And I give God thanks for all of this. But we have with us our podcast pastor, Reverend Antonio Mitchell. How are you? How you do? Man, I'm doing well. I am so privileged and happy to be here. Yes. On this platform. Yes. I want to congratulate you, Vivian. Um, I know this has been on your heart. <laughs> and for it to become a reality, the very first episode. Looking yes. forward for greater days ahead. Thank you. Yes, great. And let me just give you a very quick backstory to the whole idea of having the podcast. So many times we hear persons in church, they have their concerns um, about discussions or scriptures that are very unsettling, or perhaps those that have been misinterpreted or even misstart. Mm. And we want to bring some clarity to the word of God as it was intended. Right. Oftentimes, we don't want to talk about the very touchy things in church in their local assemblies, but this platform has been created to give voice to the voiceless, right? And we just have to do what we are called to do. I'm and this is one of those things. I'm excited. Yes, I am too. So the very first thing that we're going to be talking about is this intense battle of struggling with sin. As Christians, we go through that. And we want to look at the very nature of sin. So this is where I'm going to pull in on you as a subject matter expert, a man of God who's steep in the word. And I know you're going to just take us through. So Rev, over to you. All right. Thank you very much. So the matter of sin is a really um, big issue in the church um, that's permeated the entire world. Sin, first of all, started in heaven. And that the first to sin was not man, but the angels. Oh. Very, very important that we know that. Because most of the time when we talk about the fall of man, we don't talk about Genesis 1, verse 1 and a half. And the world began, was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. So something happened between Genesis 1 and 1 and a half. <laughs> Um, there was a rebellion that took place in heaven. Yes. Um, Satan, uh, Lucifer, before he became Satan, um, with one third of the angels rebelled against God. You can turn to Ezekiel 28 um, to give us that kind of episode called the rebellion. He was the anointed show of that anointing. I have to go there. Yes. Um, he was in charge of praise and worship in heaven. Um, he was the one who was responsible for God in the presence of God. But when he saw the, the, the presence of God, the worship of God, he became jealous, prideful. And then Isaiah chapter 16, um, 12 onwards, uh, allows to understand that he wanted to be like God. And so there was a rebellion in heaven. 
Revelation 12, lost on us that there was a banishment from heaven. All right. And now he was now on earth. Woe be unto the inhabitants of the world, for the devil has come with great wrath to deceive the world. Yes. Now, this is how mankind came into the whole picture. And he went now to deceive Adam and Eve. Yes. That was now God's prized position. Mm -hmm. And this is how the fall of man came. Now, sin. We need to understand that sin means missing the mark. In the Greek, harmathia, which means to, is like an archer who intends yes. to hit the target, but misses the target. Oh, yeah. And that's what mm -hmm. Paul says when he said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not barring one person. All yes. have sinned. Now, let me just underline this as I know we, we have a follow-up coming up. Yes. <laughs> that we sin, we do sin because of being sinners. Like a cow who eats grass. A cow does not eat grass to be a cow. It is because it's a cow by nature mm -hmm. why it eats grass. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the doing of sin is as a result of us being sinners. I love that. We, we, we have no control mm -hmm. as to who we are. We are sinners by birth yes. and by nature. I have a burning question. <laughs> so we know that God created everything. Mm -hmm. So is it safe to say then that God also created sin? No, he didn't create sin. <laughs> you know that that's the talk, right? He didn't I've heard sin. this. Nah. So I'm bringing it to the fore. All right. So God created everything and Genesis 1 again allows us to understand that everything he created was good. Yes. Let me repeat that. Yes. Everything that God created was good. Yes. Even death that was declared in the text was good before sin stimulated. Because the scripture says, mm -hmm. even the tree of good and mm -hmm. life and death, good and evil. All right? So everything was good, had its purpose before sin stimulated, ignites death. Okay. All right. Wonderful. And that's the reason why Paul <laughs> says that um, sin is the sting of death. And that's why in this season, since you're starting in this season, yes. right off the heels of crucifixion, mm -hmm. burial rather the resurrection, um, Paul was not able to say, oh, death raised thy sting, because Jesus Christ abolished the power of death through sin. Amen for that. Yes. Praise God. Wonderful. So another question. So some persons or but I've heard from other Christians who will say. But before before you before you ask the question, okay. let me let me let me just say. It. Yes. Because even though God did not, He is not responsible for creating death. He gave man something called a choice. Yes. Very 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 important. Mm -hmm. So He said, "Of this tree you shall what? Don't touch this particular tree. Yes. For the day you eat of this tree." you shall surely die. Mm -hmm. All right? So, so sin now, of course, started with angels. Um, man was now tempted, they, they were overcome by the temptation. 
by their choice to sin. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, now the wages of sin amounts to death. Yeah. But the gift of God, thanks be to God for Jesus being the agent of yes. our salvation, mm-hmm. is the gift of salvation to all. So God did not make death, but disobedience caused sin to come into the world. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. Um, but as I was saying before, that some Christians, it's almost as if we try to, and I'm going to say we try to justify what we're doing. That's wrong. So we say that if we tell a little lie, ah, that's nothing. But if we go to fornication, that's a bigger sin. Mm. Is any sin worse than the other? How, you know? That's a very interesting question. Yes. <laughs> very interesting question. Now, as I had mentioned about Romans 3, verse 23, mm-hmm. all have sinned. Yes. So we all have missed the mark. All right? Be it, and, and this is the idea now, the archer is aiming at the middle for the target. Bingo. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, the archer may miss very near, in terms of the center. Yes. Or somebody has come and try and they miss very far. Now, the problem is that somebody who misses very near the person say, boy, I, I didn't do so bad in comparison to the person who uh, missed the mark by mm-hmm. far. It seemed like, um, we put it in our time, if you're driving in a 50 kilometer zone and somebody drives 55. Yes. All right. All right. And then somebody has drive 120 in the same 50 kilometer zone. We say, boy, the person was driving 120. Both of them missed the mark. Yes. However, even though all sins are sin, we need to understand that there are degrees of punishment. Okay. Yes. There are degrees of punishment. And, and it is received in our, our culture. That um, if a man commits murder, mm-hmm. it's different from someone who does larceny. Let me go to scriptures now. Jesus says that it will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than for the cities who actually heard the gospel, saw the miracles, and at the same time still did not believe. And then he went on to say that you are going to get a greater degree of hell. It's in the scriptures. Yes. And then he went on to say, they that know it to do good mm-hmm. and do it, it not shall be big with many stripes. Yes. Because you are now exposed to the truth. Mm-hmm. You know the standard and you deliberately go against it. Yeah. Which is another peg of sin. Transgression. Because transgression is to know the law, know the standard, do not pick Mr. Tom's apple Yes. Don't transgress. You remember that sign? <laughs> and and uh, no transgressions. You remember that sign? Yes. And you climb the barbed web and still go and because there's a known standard, but you transgress against it. That's actually really worse. Yeah. For real. Yep. Wonderful. I like this. I like this. But my next follow-up question is. Do you believe, though, that the church condones, whether directly or indirectly, some types of sin? And how does sin affect the church generally? So it's a two-part question. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think that the church can do so whether directly or indirectly? And yes. That's a strong term to condone because the church preaches against it. Mm-hmm. However, we have hypocrisy in the church. Okay. I didn't want to say that. I'm yeah. happy you said it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is hypocrisy in the church. Um, again, because there's a notion, for example, fornication and adultery. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of sins are tend to be seen as big sins. While gossip, mm-hmm. malice, oh, yes. covetousness, politics in church, oh, yes. partiality, oh. elitism, <laughs> and list, I could go on and on. All right, that are not seen as sin, and 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 sometimes we 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 overlook these things in the name of just you know keeping things nice. Yeah, without ruffling feathers. Yes, you know what yes. I mean? But if truth be told, Jesus Christ spoke about hidden sins, sins that another category of sin now, iniquity. So we have this sin that is known, are yes. uh, committed, adultery. Everybody sees it. That's why they could, you know, in um, John 8, want to stone the woman that was caught yes. mm-hmm. in the act of adultery. Jesus went further and he said, listen to me, you talk about, you have read of all, thou shall not commit adultery. I'm going to give you another level of truth. If you look at a woman, yes, lustfully, mm-hmm. you have already committed the act in your mind. Yes. Wow. Can you imagine how many persons have committed adultery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we have to understand then the depth mm-hmm. of sin. Mm-hmm. Sin has a way of, you know, it is, it is very um, degrading. It goes to the core. It's like cancer. All right, so sin is not just what you do. Sin is also what you think and give birth to internally. That's iniquity. Because that's the sin we don't know or see. So I can malice you, I can covet you, and nobody knows about it. That sounds like some serious, serious stuff. That's dangerous. That means a whole session. Yes. I'm going to make a note of that. Oh boy, but... In all of what you've just said, um, I'm wondering if persons out there are thinking, I'm on this Christian journey. Can I actually make it? How do I go through this life trying to manage this struggle that, that I'm facing? You know, you just said that we can sin just by thinking, you know? So how do we as Christians know try to chart that course? How do we manage that? All right, so I've been pastor for the past 17 years. Mm-hmm. But I've been in ministry before that. I recognize that struggle of born and grown in church. And the struggle is real. Yes, it is. One other thing I want to submit to our viewers is that we, we have to practice to become spiritual which is scriptural, that spiritual becomes normal. Say that again, I like it. 
we have to sp- practice be- to become spiritual. Yes. Spirituality mm-hmm. until it becomes normal. The truth is, we were born in sin that is nature and we were shaping in iniquity. Yes. That's nurture. Let me take my time here. So we have two things against us. We were born in it. We inherited it through the bloodline, the old Adamic nature, through our parents, not just our physiological um, features, our nose and stuff like that, look like our parents. But we actually take on, or we took on our parents' curses. Oh. Dispositions. Yeah. When mommy and daddy came together, you know, we got 23 chromosomes from mommy, 23, 23 chromosomes from daddy. Mm-hmm. So they are in us. And if you check it out, most of the times we behave like our parents. Mm -hmm. One of them. So it is inherited. It is by nature, blood, and it is by nurture, environment. Now watch this. So the struggle is really real. When somebody comes to the Lord, there is a righteous seed that is planted in them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 70. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are past and behold, all things become new. Watch this now. So we have two things happening to a believer there now. We have positional sanctification. The fact that you would believe in the Lord, came to the Lord. You are now in Christ, Mm -hmm. which means your status has changed. That's good. But we have the reality of living out the Christian yes. life, which is yes. not just positional, mm-hmm. but practical. Mm-hmm. Now, the practical sanctification comes about by us living out our this reality, making mistakes sometimes because it's human to err. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not that we take um, this thing for granted or taking advantage of God's grace. Mm-hmm. Because God is forgiving that we go sin presumptuously. Total different thing that. Yes. All right? But it is human to err. Because um, err, because we were born in sin, shaping iniquity. We have that carnal disposition. And we now have to unlearn what we have been learning for the past how many years. So it's not um, a walk in the park. It's not something that is going to happen overnight. It's, no, and that's where the frustration comes in in the Christian work. What I want to submit on this program, Vivi, is that we will never ever get rid of the presence of sin. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> as long as we are wrapped up in the panoply of flesh, or we are veiled in this mortal being, we will not get rid of the presence of sin. However, what Christ did on the cross, according to Paul in Romans 6, the power of sin, he said that sin no longer has dominion over us. In other words, we are no longer slaves to yeah. sin. Mm-hmm. All right? We, we, we are not just thrown about. We just do what the devil wants us to do. No, we have a choice. Can I say this to you? That when we sin now as believers, we made a choice. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't a mistake, right? We made a choice yes. to do it. Okay. To say, all right, tell that lie, 
to go there, to do that, whatever it is. The Holy Spirit now who lives on the inside. And struggle is good enough. Mm -hmm. In the Christian world, if you're not struggling, you're in trouble. If you are struggling, it means that someone on the inside yes. is fighting against the influence of something else on the outside. Yes. Yep. All right. I want to submit Galatians 2 verse 20 to us. This is where I believe a lot of believers struggle because we believe that we're doing this by ourselves. Paul says that I am crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. It's not I who live, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives mm -hmm. in me. Yes. Though I am in the flesh, I am living this life now by faith with the help of Almighty God. And that's the reason why you have not backslidden. You make your mistakes, and, and grandma said, buck your toe forward. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you're still in God's hand. And notice, um, Jeremiah 18 says, even when I was marred, it was in the potter's hands. I was never out of his hand. So, so we have Christians who are struggling. And I want to submit again, madam, mm -hmm. that it is not, first of all, perfection, but progress. Yes. Paul said, I have not yet attained I have not yet reached my mark, but mm -hmm. I press. I'm striving towards it. We need to be growing every day. Yes. So what about that Christian man or that Christian woman who is living in sin? I mean, day in, day out, but yet they're on the choir. Praise and worship team. They moderate sometimes. But they're having this. It's Explain not only a living, struggle. Living in sin. All right. So, for example, the very popular one is that they're having sexual intercourse outside of marriage. That's a very popular one. All right. What does that mean to that individual? Because are you saying that that person is still in God's hands? I mean, you're forever booking it or what? All right. So, John gives us a classic person that he that committed sin is not of God. The word committed there means he that practices sin. Okay. He that is deliberate in doing sin. You plan to sin. A sinner is someone who practices sin. Practices sin. And athlete practices, rehearses, put their body in a subjection to run. Do the drills, get up every day, do the rounds and that kind of thing for championships. You cannot be a Christian and practice it. Strong. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that, that's in the emphatic. I'm not even, that's not even. Not debate. even debating. No. He I that committed sin, practices sin, is of the devil, not of God. That's the word. Amen. Well, we could just end right here. <laughs> <laughs> so you cannot be a Christian. And you presumptuously, I mean, when it's a practice of sin, it's, it's, a, it's a life orientation. Mm -hmm. It's a way of life. It's a culture. You can't be a Christian and be comfortable with sin. And, and, and listen, yeah. it, it messes up the whole real dynamic relationship with God. Yeah. If you regard iniquity in your heart, 
feel like I'm preaching. <laughs> Preach, man. It's if you regard the inequity, if you regard inequity in the heart, harbor, mm-hmm. fester, condone, God will not hear you. That word inequity is another peg of sin. So we spoke about transgression, which is the standard that we know. Mm-hmm. It's a known law. Don't do this. We spoke about sin, which is the act that we do. And now we're talking about inequity. Inequity now is that thing that we don't see, but you regard it in your heart. Yes. With me? So you are, you are not talking to somebody. You are not forgiving somebody. You are jealous of somebody. Nobody sees these things. Yeah. They're, with their, they're harbored in the heart. God says, you're not worshiping. I'm not hearing your prayers. And that's the reason why some of our Christian members are not going. And so many prayers are unanswered. Yes. Because sin has not been dealt with. Amen. Amen. You know, on that note, I think it's a perfect time to end episode one. Mm. Because honestly, we have a lot more to flesh out yeah. to unearth. And so for our viewers, this is just a taste mm. of what is to come. So we ask that you join us again next week where we are going to get even deeper yeah. into this whole matter of sin and how we can overcome sin. So again, thank you for joining us on the Truth of Good Dead podcast. As we say, we'll talk for us truth walk. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Truth of Rooted podcast. Join us again next week for another thought-provoking conversation. As we say, we'll talk for a straight walk. You are now tuned into Truth of Rooted. Real talk for a straight walk.